You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. All right, so you're wondering, how do I listen to you guys live? How do I check it out? Well, good news. We stream every Wednesday, 9 p.m. over on Twitch. Nerddux, N-E-R-D-D-U-X, or Nerd to Know Media on YouTube or Twitch. That's how you're going to go to catch us. Hope to see you in the live chat. Broadcasting from the Blanchistan Center, this is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. It's a drop 9,000! That's the last Leave Benny alone! Leroy Dragons! The balls are inert. And now it begins. Hi, we're here on Nerd to Know Basis, uh, back on Phoenix 92.5 FM, and this is show number 93. Um, I am Mannequin Blue. (laughs) Keen with his woos. Hi. Getting I'm so very close. excited with the number 93. Yeah. yeah. I am driving the bus this week because I never drive the bus and, you know, I should pull my weight. <laughs> so I'm Mannequin Blue and we are here with. Hey, it's Bryn. We're so close to that centenary episode. And of course, it's oh, Keen I never with thought that would get past 93. <laughs> Woo! Keen, you didn't introduce yourself. Yeah. He has, he has a fear of the number 93, so Did that stopped him. You didn't. You just mooed over everything. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I thought you did it for me. Hi, I'm Keen, and for a good measure, woo! <laughs> this is what happens when Keen doesn't drive. He forgets no. to introduce himself. Yeah, he basically <laughs> just becomes Bender when he uh, Bender in Futurama when he uh, uh, when he became human. It's just like gas leaving his body. Woo! Oh yeah, the, the air escaping the woo! fat folds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> woo! <laughs> woo! <laughs> Hey, Domino's gave me two pizzas this week. I will be that bender by the, pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, man. Domino's. Damn you. <laughs> Do you know what, though? We got in an email. We got, because we haven't really done takeaway over a lo- any of the mm. lockdowns. I think we've ordered like a handful of times over the last 10 months. And we got an email that was like, here's a discount for Just Eat. And mm. then we ordered, we, we bought like tickets to the laughter lounge or something for Valentine's Day, but they send you a whole package and inside it was another discount for Justy. Nice. <laughs> They're like, please buy food, please. No one's heard of us. We don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we lockdown's jingle rough. and everything. Please sponsor mm-hmm. us, Justy. Yeah. yeah, give us money. Or at least send yeah. us more tokens. Yeah. More discounts, please. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, yeah. We'll do plugs in exchange for discounts. Yeah, that's how this works, right? That's <laughs> how podcasting works. Just eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always always been led to believe that's how it's done, you know. But uh, yeah, come on, just eat. Be a be a friend. Come on. 
So <laughs> we we have been looking at the news and mm-hmm. it's all very, very sad and tragic and um, a little bit upsetting. Yeah. So we're going to try and not do that this week because lockdown's hard enough. So mm-hmm. does anyone have any happy news? I finished, um, I finished the new season of The Expanse and it's great. Um, I highly recommend That's not a happy show. It, it is. He finished not a happy it, show. which is which is an accomplishment, yeah. which is happy. It's not, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, the cast is great, and I highly recommend and implore people to watch the show because it's it's very 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 good. And for um, anyone who's not familiar with the Expanse, what is it? So basically, it's a sci-fi space opera, but on unlike most space operas where they're galactic fairing, this is pretty much local to um, to our solar system. So like, basically. Um, while the show has like a main kind of plot, the backdrop to it is this whole political tension between three groups, people living on Earth, people living on Mars, and people living um, in the asteroid belt, and just uh, basically how that stuff um, affects the uh, the way that like uh, the stories unfold is really, really interesting, and I highly recommend it. If you have time, I recommend uh, reading the books, or, or you could even get the the amazing audiobooks for them um, through Audible or some other audiobook service. Highly recommend them. One oh the my god! Things- second plug, and we're only five minutes in. Yeah, one of the best <laughs> things. One of the also. Do you audible, see what audible. we can offer? We're yeah. Audible, audible give us yeah. money. <laughs> give us money or give us credits. <laughs> also, um, Amazon because you can watch the Expanse on Amazon. Amazon, yeah, give Amazon us money. Prime. Yeah. I mean, we be, technically be are on YouTube, and you've sponsored everything on YouTube. So, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. really, for your own yeah. sake, and of course, if, you want to get that you, collection. Complete. Of course, but it's really important to mention that if you are going to use Amazon Prime, you should do it on the Brave Brave browser. Brave so. browser. Brave <laughs> 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 We're just going to watch those royalties roll in. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, the books have the, the books all use the same narrator, so there's this really nice continuity where he keeps all the character voices consistent through all the books so highly 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 recommend mm, and also space mormons there is <laughs> yeah space i was mormons waiting for you to drop that the, in <laughs> there is space mormons in the first book and in the first uh, film like seen briefly and mentioned frequently uh, and then never seen or heard from again oh like real mormons <laughs> yes um you know hello, um, hello. mormons plug us <laughs> <laughs> Mormons give us money. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Free Come on, you're only going to get dissed on Joe Duffy. We're open to this. Yeah. They get dissed on Joe Duffy? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. this is nothing to do with the expanse. But I remember back when Joe Duffy was like really in its prime, as it were, like, you know, this entire fight breaking out where like someone's like, teenage daughter was drawn into the cult and the mum phoned in and then a representative phoned in and then the kid's teacher and then the kid itself and it was just like a therapy session (laughs) and it was compelling listening that's crazy i've never heard this and like i was raised mormon and i'll track it down if i can i'm not sure Mm. if like rte is like savvy enough to like you know store things and put them on the internet Mm. based on the rte player rte plug us but you know (laughs) (laughs) you never know Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if it wasn't because you know it's the RT player. Um, I'm sure, like, I'm sure it's searchable, but I'm not sure it's there. Um, well, especially if it was so long ago as well. Yeah. 
Oh, it was like 2010 or somewhere like that. It was a long time ago, anyway. Oh, that's Joe not Duffy, long ago if you're enough. listening. That's, that's, that's not long ago enough. That's too recent. Yeah. <laughs> so The Expanse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great show. You recommend it. Why would you recommend the audiobooks more than the show itself? Um, well, because books over shows. <laughs> in essence, yeah. I mean, there's just more detail. Like, um, obviously, if you don't have time, the show is there and it's very good. And I do like, um, I I would say that the show and the books are different enough that you can read one and watch the like you could read the books and watch the show and, and enjoy them separately. Um, like, the, I mean, like in essence, they're the same, but there are some small ish. Well, yeah, there are some small-ish differences that do make them uh, different experiences. Um, like, the, the show is kind of written in the same way that the Game of Thrones books is written, but not the same prose, um, where it's, like, point-of-view characters. And um, that kind of, like, it localizes a lot more in the in the show. There's It's a lot more sprawling with how many characters are um, at play and on screen. Um, which does it definitely helps for kind of like trying to set the scene a bit more, because um, like otherwise you'd be kind of like you'd only be uh, there's only like two or three because like, the book basically goes the first book goes between two plots, whereas about three maybe four at play in the first season. So, but in the book you don't get the benefit of uh, your man's amazing hat. Is it Thomas Jane the Tom detective? Jane. No, no, he he's one of the point of view characters. Thomas uh, Jane. Yeah. He played the Punisher. In, he used to be the oh, Punisher. Oh, he's in it. Oh, I yeah. like him. Yeah. In the, uh, the, yeah, amazing, he's the, main the, amazing, the amazingly terrible Punisher film from 2004. Um, I like that movie. Yeah. I, oh. Obviously, it's no I mean, you have no to see Punisher. John Travolta dragged around by a car. You, you do but, get like, to see. But, like, obviously... It's, it's also, no Punisher Warzone, but no. I still liked it. But Punisher Warzone is just utter trash like uh, the best kind of trash it is it is the Pick best your kind poison of trash. but it, like the way i put it is that like like the punisher the the punisher is a film that they really tried to make like tom jane punisher is a film they really tried to make a good movie and they kind of failed mm. <laughs> at points um whereas like punisher warzone i think any idea of it being a good movie went right out the window in um uh, when Dominic West chose that accent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but speaking of Thomas Jane Punisher, yeah. please tell me that you guys have seen Dirty Laundry. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. What? Dirty, Dirty Laundry. It's so good. It's so awful. D- Dirty Laundry is a short film that uh, Tom Jane made, and it's amazing. It's um, really bad. You've got like Ron Perlman in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a good use of your Ron Perlman. It's no. it's on YouTube. It's yeah, basically okay. like this 10 minute, I think it's like 10 minutes or something. He was trying to keep the Punisher yeah. thing going. So he made this short film and it's basically just, he's like, he's doing his laundry and then he goes in to buy a bottle of alcohol or something and some woman gets attacked by a bunch of guys. And so all hell breaks loose while he's yeah. doing his laundry. <laughs> yeah. The same uh, production company also made a bunch of other comic booky fan films. They did one for Spawn, which was ill-advised. Is probably the best way to put it. Uh, they did one for Venom, which uh, it it was kind of like a found footage type documentary thing. Um, I 
I wanted to like it more than I liked it, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, they also did they also did like the really infamous uh, grimdark Power Rangers um, uh, thing, where it's like a gritty modern take on the original Power Rangers characters, but they're like war zone and stuff like that and you can't just... do that you can't do gritty with the power rangers it's supposed it, well, the to big be budget camp. movie tried to yeah it the, doesn't work the, though the, the remake yeah this was way more grimdark than the remake <laughs> <laughs> the, the the remake is very um like bland by comparison i would say <laughs> um yeah but again like that that uh that remake is yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anything really to write home about. It was just basically another Power Rangers film. I would argue that on certain in certain ways I preferred it to the original Power Rangers movie. But, you know, you don't sound blown away certainly. No. No. Well, I'm, then can I'm, I... I'm, a, I'm a man who's watched way too much Power Rangers to be happy about anything. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't enjoy it anymore. No. Uh, can I give a shout out to Tom Jane because he tried so hard to make the Punisher good. Like he yep. gives a way too good performance in the Punisher PS2 game. If you guys oh, yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that game's great too. Like, so I good. think with the with the Punisher movie, it was kind yeah. of a case of lots of really really good actors. Yeah, not so great script. Mm. Well, so the, the thing that's really interesting is again going back to the uh, myself and Keen's favorite topic, commentaries. Hey, uh, the, the, <laughs> listen, listen to the director and producer's commentary for that film, and the amount of times that the phrase "but we didn't have the budget" comes up yeah, is yeah, frightening. Yeah. <laughs> but I you mean, know. there's there's movies that obviously they have big ideas, but they suffer because of the budget. And then there's yep. movies who have big ideas and a tiny budget, and they just make it yeah. work. Yeah, well, like, like Van I mean, Helsing. This, this, yeah, like, Van well, Helsing is a classic one. Like that's a, yeah. a perfect example of they had no budget for that. All the guns were made out of rubber, and they kept breaking, and it just mm. worked. Yeah. Um. The, like, I. There's some there's something a weird charm to Van Helsing that makes yeah. it enjoyable. It's definitely in that kind of so bad it's good camp. Of yeah, it's definitely um, campy. Van Helsing uh, like, is suffers from being too early. I would if it came out now, it would be the launching point for a monster hunting universe. Absolutely, because they've got mm-hmm. all the. They, I mean, they kind of it, tried to do it because there's an animated film and everything. Oh that yeah, followed up on it. So I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a prequel, so it's like the where he's hunting. Um, it's where he's hunting Mr. Hyde. Ooh. Oh yeah, he's oh, yeah, the so, start of the film, isn't he? Yeah. So that kind of it leaves off then where the other one yeah. starts. Yeah, basically. Oh. Yeah. It's very good. I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I would like, watch that. Um, yeah, with going back to Punisher, like I mean, there was there was so much, like I mean, there were so many instances of that going, like yeah, the, the, just ran out of the budget, and it's just like yeah, sure. Like, I mean, the thing I was going back to with it that I really hated was like the really terrible upset speech that Tom Jane gives. And he's a good actor, but that dialogue at that point is just sheer drivel. Like, I don't think. To be fair, was... though, like superhero movies much more than now were like the mm. Wild West, where there was kind of no agreed upon tone on what a comic book film was. Because you yeah. had like X Men, which is successful. Mm. in one way and spider-man which is successful in totally yep. the opposite way 
And like this film has Rebecca Romaine in it. There's just this entire bunch of like the Fantastic Four and all that kind of stuff. All these mm. films that are trying to figure out what they are, and they clearly mm. have pitched it too early, you know. Yeah. But well, I'd say what happened as well was because the Punisher is always this kind of like R-rated type thing, mm. and they probably weren't allowed to do that. Yeah, That's like they true. wanted to make yeah. it more of a wider appeal. But they they had to because. Like again, like I mean, their budget, like their budget for the film was uh, thirty million dollars, which in two thousand four was basically like. Well, that sounds like a lot of money. They were saying that the average the no, average it does not for a movie. movie. The average action movie of that time would have needed at least a budget of sixty million. Mm. Um, and they were saying that like they really just needed to get as wide a net as possible just to break I mean, even. I mean, John Travolta probably so. would have cost like most of that budget on his own before you even yeah. get going. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's also there's also like a lot of uh, not insignificant uh, CG effects in the film. Yeah, which um, which definitely paid into it. Um, and then there's also a lot of money would have been spent on the amazing fight scene with the Russian. Oh, um, so good! I was waiting for that to come up. Oh man, that, that <laughs> fight that fight scene still is great. Um, Increasingly, especially as I went, started going back into other um, like lower grade films, my favorite scene has uh, is the interrogation scene with the with the guy with the piercings. No, not that. Oh one. no, that, um, it's the one where he's interrogating the uh, where he's interrogating the. Oh, oh, the guy hanging upside down. Yeah, and yes. he uses an ice lolly. Yeah, so, that's brilliant. I, I didn't know it at the time. But that's actually a reference to, uh, it's actually a callback to a 1980s vigilante film called The Executioner. And it's really nice to go like, oh, wow. <laughs> so, because it's like basically the exact same scene, but less uh, less graphic. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was, uh, it's one of those things where I thought that was such a nice like uh, little homage to throw in. Because it takes a lot of nods from those kind of films. Yeah, no, um, I I love the fact that they had him like torturing the guy with an ice pop. Yeah, because the the actual the Punisher wouldn't do that. No, no <laughs> he'd just burn the guy. He would, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I th- I think it's like it's one of those things where like apparently critics didn't like it for like hardcore fans didn't like it because it's not what Frank Castle would do. Mm-hmm. Critics didn't like it because they felt like it was too much of a tonal shift for the <laughs> film. I and I would say like. Yeah, but the it's also a film where a guy's whole family got murdered, so you know, I think it needed a total shift. <laughs> yeah, yeah it that's to break fair. it up a bit. Did you guys yeah. ever see the Netflix series? I thought that was quite underrated. Uh, I I did. Um I I liked it, but I wasn't wowed by it. I I found yeah. that like by the time that it came out, I was kind of a bit burned out from Netflix's um from their superhero that, things it's not even from the superhero things it's just from the way that they did their they do their series in general where like it doesn't matter whether you're watching uh daredevil jessica jones or um i'm trying to think of like or like oh luke cage it. iron fist no i'm not even thinking along the lines of them like something like um um orange is the new black or whatever where mm. they would just do this thing where they go we've got 12 episodes and then, and then they basically start off hot for three episodes. Yeah, they do nothing on episode four except just kind of <laughs> scene setting and maybe a bit of like arc building. Yeah, and then 
that kind of hinted something happening soon in episode five. And it would just like meander and just you go like, oh my God, but you just. Yeah. You know why I think that is though? Because critics get, when Netflix was at its height, I'm not sure if it still is now, but critics would get sent the first Mm. four episodes. Yeah. So they would structure their first four episodes to get the most positive kind of appeal in isolation, you know? But like, I. So I'm very late to the game and I only recently finished Orange is the New Black and I kind of, it felt like it just went on too long. It, yeah. Like the seven seasons and it, it shouldn't have been seven seasons because a lot of it's filler. Yeah, but I think, I, think, I think once you're talking about any, just about any show that goes past uh, five seasons, I mean, you have to do something real impressive in that, well, in like in- beyond that to... In fairness to them, they had great material because obviously they have like season one, you know, she's mm-hmm. getting used to being in the prison and then they deal with like the riot and then they go to Max and then they deal with like ISIS as well. But mm. even ISIS? They had, what? Yeah, in the last season. Um, so in the last season. They're in jail alert, with ISIS. Yeah. Mm. Oh, not ISIS. ICE. The other one. ICE. ICE. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Oh, um, I see. Okay. That's they, okay. They had so much to work with, which like ICE itself, because there's so much you could do around that whole anti-immigration thing, and they kind of just phoned it in. Yeah. Like that. Unfortunately, that I think it, there's also that thing of like I, the writers obviously must get fatigued. Yeah. As hell, you know. I, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if like showrunners, because like, I mean, you see it on shows all the time. Where like, I mean, look at you know, I like my favorite example to go to is uh, the dead horse that is supernatural. You know, um, five five great seasons provided, followed by ten absolutely terrible seasons of a show that people still insist to me are is good, and I'm like, no, it's yeah. Some things just go on too long. Yeah, you know, like case in point, my background. well that's why i hope that like you know uh like the star trek is currently championing the return to the one episode a week format even on streaming and it doesn't it didn't work for like the boys on amazon prime but i think it would put pressure on shows to actually make every episode meaningful in some respects well this is the thing that like i really my my whole feeling on the one episode per week thing is like if that's the way your show is done great it doesn't have to be that way i don't i'm i'm not a big believer that episodes should like especially with streaming i don't believe that that like every show should have the same runtime i don't believe every every show should have the same season length i just don't see the point in it Mm. If a season needs to be 11 episodes, it needs to be 11 episodes. Great. If it needs to be 24 episodes, it needs to be 24. It, that's just what the way it goes. I just don't, especially with the way things are going, like like no one looks at novels and goes, every novel needs to be 30 chapters, no more, no less. No mm. one thinks like that. But it, when, as soon as it goes to film or TV, people really get in their heads what the run, what the runtime should be for things. Yeah, And I, I always questioned it. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you box yourself into that, you know, if you say, okay, every season needs to have 13 episodes and every show needs to have seven seasons or whatever, you might not have enough story to get you there. And so it's going to turn into filler. And do you really want to, like, make a show for the sake of it? Or do you actually want to tell a story? Yeah, like, that's like that's essentially it. Like, I mean, 
you know, when I look at my, when I, like, as I, every time I look at, like, what my favorite shows are, like, of all time, there's, like, a really consistent theme where they went on as long as they needed to go on. Mm-hmm. And then when they were done, they were done. And I feel like, um, our, you know, and, like, even in some cases, some of my favorite shows ever got canceled. You know, like Deadwood, I think is still one of the best shows that was that's ever been committed to TV. Got cancelled after two seasons, though. You know, like really, I thought that ran for a lot longer now because no. I remember its appeal like was so yeah. big when it came out. Yeah, but Deadwood was that big a show. It was that significant of a show that um, people thought it went on for longer. But no. Well, Deadwood why did it get cancelled if it was so big? Um. It got, uh, there was a bunch of reasons. One of them was this, the viewership on season two wasn't uh, uh, wasn't as good as season one, and as well as that, the show because it's a period drama was very expensive. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. That's know, why that's why HBO's Carnival got cancelled, and that was yeah, amazing. Carnival, but I mean, th- this is the thing. Like the the you know the crypt of cancelled HBO shows has some amazing things in there. Like bored to death was an amazing premise for a show, um, and I, if you can find it, I highly recommend watching it. It's basically about a guy who he gets dumped by his girlfriend, and then he has this whole chunk of his life that he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do with it. Like he has a job, but he's kind of just meandering through it, and he's not really stimulated to do more with it. So he he puts out an ad as an unlicensed private investigator, and it's amazing. What? Yeah. Oh he's my an, god. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so good. I got, I think I got like three seasons before I got done, but it's it's very very good. I mean, that's a decision. I'm bored. Yeah. I'm going to go be a PI. Yeah. <laughs> An unlicensed PI. <laughs> it's so good. Unlicensed is the key word there. It absolutely yeah. is. It absolutely is. Um, but yeah, like, I highly, highly recommend Bored to Death. But like, I mean, this is, you know, like, this is the way it goes. I mean, like, um, even, like even outside of, like, HBO stuff, like, there's the... Um, there was a there was a while there where sci-fi was just churning out great science fiction shows like uh, Killjoys and um, Killjoys: The Expanse and uh, shout out to Battlestar Galactica and Lost back oh, in the day. Yeah. I didn't realize Lost was, was a sci-fi show. I thought that oh, was, it, big it kind of sci-fi. is. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of weird no, stuff. In, like, that I, did, I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was on the Sci-Fi Network. Um, oh, I see. I right, gotcha. Um, like like it's in the Sci-Fi Network throughout. Um, Killjoys, which is really good, throughout uh, Dark Matter, which has one of my favorite premises for a sci-fi show, and then they also had the first three seasons of The Expanse before they cancelled all three shows, um, all around the third season as well. But uh, Dark Matter, Dark Matter opens up real quick. Uh, Dark Matter opens up where it's like seven characters that wake up on a spaceship. They all have amnesia, and they're just like, "What's going on?" And they spend the whole season with people going, hey, you screwed us over. Who the hell are you? It's amazing. <laughs> but sadly, three seasons. Uh, but yeah, like, I just, I, I, it's one of those things, especially with like shows where because people want more book adaptations to be done in it, I just would rather see the, the runtime. I'd rather see stuff like reflect that runtime, you know? Well, that's where, like, the model of what's commissioned has changed because there isn't much kind of 
these things are generated by interest on the internet and theoretically there isn't as much image to keep something going uh like brooklyn 99 got cancelled for a while like you know yeah. it's there's a it's much more lucrative in theory to do three seasons of something and then get as much hype over it getting launched as it got cancelled and three years would be the right amount of time to do it you know i'm and not saying it's right somebody... but i'm saying that's the probably their thinking and then have another company buy it out for lots of money. Yeah, that's also a major part of it. Because um, like, so that's that's pretty much what happened with Nine Nine, I think, where it got bought out. Because yeah, of, it like, got the... bought out by um, MSNBC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, aren't they? The SNL people as well. Uh, I believe so. Um, Maybe. Yeah, the Peacock. Yeah, it is. It's a big peacock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a huge overlap there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I mean, that's also where, like, I, I think the showrunners already had an established relationship with them because with M- MSNBC as well, because they, um, that's where the U.S. Office and Parks and Rec were put on as well. <sighs> U.S. Office is so good. <laughs> Parks and Rec is so good. Yeah, I couldn't, it's I couldn't get into Parks and Rec as much. The first two uh, seasons just, are real bad. That's why you yeah, couldn't get into it. I think that's it's, why it's 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 a slow, it, painful watch. It, it's so like the <laughs> Parks and Rec was a problem because they 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 it took them a while to realize that the form oh, using the office style format just wasn't working with the characters they had created. Yeah, um, and then like coincidentally when they introduced uh, Rob Lowe's character into the show, it just suddenly gets really, really good from the, uh, from the end of uh, season two. Mm. Um, And it's, it's one of those things where I would say like the show is so heavily rewatchable that I would say, I would implore everyone to go to soldier through the first two seasons, because while it's not, it's not the most fun experience, there's so much world building done and so much explanation done that when things kick off, when Rob Lowe and Adam Scott show up, the show gets really good from there. Cause and like, because like, I mean, like you, like it's one of those things where like, um, just to, like, this is spoilers for that season, but it's just to really illustrate. You have this character called uh, Ron Swanson, who's a massive libertarian. Yes, yes, that was that was one of my points yeah. I was going to make, is that it has Nick Offerman, who I love, yeah. Yeah. but on the other hand, it's got Aziz Ansari and Chris Pratt, who I'm not yeah. crazy about. Yeah. I would say this is probably the best, like, um, this is some of um, Aziz's best work, uh, for sure. Uh, Chris obviously went on to do bigger, better things. Yeah. Um, but... Um, like with with uh, with uh, with Ron Swanson, he's like this libertarian character who really hates the government, and yet he's working for as the director of a government <laughs> agency. Yeah, uh, and there's this great moment at the end of season two, and there's like the kind of like cliffhanger thing that it ends on, where um, where like you have like these two auditors come in, played by Adam Scott and um, and uh, Rob Lowe, and they basically say like your government has messed up royally. We have to shut the government down. And just this close-up shot on Nick Offerman smiling. And <laughs> it's like, I swear to God, that's the, mo- that's the moment where that character moment just illustrates everything of like the direction it goes in because everything that it's been building up and setting up for the past two seasons 
suddenly just gets validated time and time and time again. So while while you don't really so like your investment in the show for the first two seasons absolutely gets paid off later, but you just have to sit through it. Now thankfully, th- thankfully those seasons those seasons are bad, but the episodes are short. So <laughs> that's quite damning praise there. It's bad, but it's also short. It's, yeah, it's the, it's the Bernard Black uh, style of, of reviewing. It's terrible, but it's quite short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is true though. It it it's not very good, but it is short. So like you can kind of burn through a surprising amount of the show in not a huge amount of time. Yeah, but I mean, I guess the same could be said for the US office in that the first couple of seasons are, well, they're not bad. They are quite slow. Yeah. And then as it goes, it kind of finds itself and it ramps up a bit then. Yeah. I I find that once they, once they, once they, two things happen that I feel that makes the show better. First of all, they exhaust themselves of the English um, source material. Yes. Yeah. And the second thing is that Jim and Pan actually get together, and once those two things are accomplished, the show just becomes a much more pleasant experience. There's I'm rewatching the U.S. Office at the moment. Oh, me Jim, too. And Jim, I'm not, I haven't got to the bit where Jim and Pam get together yet, and it is excruciating. Yeah. I could not imagine watching it week by week. But even that that whole will they won't they thing, they definitely dragged it on a bit too long. Oh, I mean, no, it, they, hey, I just for, survived nine series of How I Met Your Mother. You get in line. No, I mean they like they fill it out well. There's sto- yeah. there's enough story to keep it going, but the whole time you're like, oh come on. Yeah. Well, that is it, that is the intended emotional reaction, yeah. though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they built it really, really well, and I'm very satisfied with it. But it means that further rewatches are pain <laughs> yeah but like you so yeah. you have obviously you have the jim and pam thing which works yeah. out and it's great but then you've got the other you know when they start introducing other romances so you've got like dwight and angela and then you've well, got angela has been going from the beginning yeah well they argue. yeah okay but they have such a roller coaster of a relationship and then like even andy and aaron later on as yeah. well it's like yeah. so up and down like you're really rooting for them and then when they get together you're like oh no i i didn't want this this isn't what i wanted yeah well, <laughs> It seems like the writers felt that way as well because the way yeah. they did Andy and Aaron. Ugh. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they know? even they even interviewed Ellie Kemper recently. I think it was like in the last year because she was still riding on the Kimmy Schmidt high, mm. and they were asking her about the office, and she was like, "Yeah, even I didn't like that relationship." <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, but I mean, look, look, when Andy becomes manager is when the show really tanks quality wise. It's not his I fault. I don't know. It has, its, it has its it, moments and it's got some big names. You it, know? Does, it, it, it definitely has its moments, but I would say the moments during that period are less frequent than the moments prior to that period, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I quite liked Robert California. Oh, Robert California is great. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a character called Robert California. Robert yeah. California. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's played by James Spader, who is the voice of Ultron. Oh, yeah. I have, I have heard the clips of him yeah. calling himself a lizard man or something yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. The lizard isn't there a yeah. period where they just go through like five managers super quickly and like yeah. Catherine Tate's there as well? Yeah, yeah Catherine, yeah. and you know what? She's actually not terrible in it. Like no, I don't like not Catherine. terrible. She's well, great in general. Well, see, no, but you know her from Doctor Who, whereas I would know her from the Catherine Tate show, which is painful. Yeah, it's um, it, it's. 
dated, certainly, but I think yeah. it was it, it's it, the cream of the crop Little of its Britain, time. Which I also yeah, hate, it was so. it was kind of because at the time you had Little Britain, and yeah. there was another one as well, which I can't remember the name of. And There's then you the, had the League of Gentlemen, the Mighty Boosh. There was loads. There was a lot like going that. on, and then she jumped in with her Catherine Tate show, and it was too little, too late. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I like her characters, though. I think they're more memorable than most of Little Britain ones. I but don't know. Mean like, spirited, I, I would say. Yeah. Um, not compared to Little Britain, though. Like, yeah. I love her, like, kind of ginger awareness type sketch and all that kind of stuff. I mm. think they were ahead of the game in some respects. Yeah, but I, mm. I quite liked Catherine Tate in The Office when yeah. I, when when she starts yeah. appearing and you're like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, and then they have Kathy uh, Bates. Bates. Yeah. yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But Kathy Bates can't help but be brilliant. Yeah. It doesn't all, matter yeah. what it is. She's just yeah. so good. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs in that show. Yeah. The, <laughs> I just remember they will be favorite Robert California lines where he's there saying like, it's like, there's something about uh, there's something about the underdog uh, achieving the impossible that really motivates the unexceptional. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. No, I I love the one where he's get he's like getting kind of cozy with Aaron, but not really. Mm. And um, and what is it? He says some. She says something along the lines of, "He told me that he's a ride that I wouldn't survive, and I believe him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's oh, just such a good character. Like he's yeah. a horrible horrible toxic person but he's a great character to yeah. watch absolutely i remember seeing a video essay as well not too long ago where it was basically saying that like it's it, that like he's one of the few examples of a character where like his best bits are pretty much taken from the vox pops uh, sections but any intercharacter like uh, interpersonal stuff that he does is way less funny than the stuff that he says directly to the camera <laughs> which is pretty accurate to be fair um mm. he's like the exact opposite of packer where packer's hilarious because of how horrible he is oh yeah he's awful i can't yeah. stand packer yeah but you're not meant to. oh is he the guy from anchorman uh yeah, yeah. funnily yeah. enough yeah he is uh playing basically the same character and um, i think he's gonna be doing that for unless he's got like a brilliant show i just haven't come across i suspect yeah. that's probably his shtick yeah, yeah, I think the the furthest he goes from it is in "Thank You for Smoking," where um, basically it's like I don't know if either of you have seen the film, but if you haven't, you have to see "Thank You for Smoking." It's great, and um, it's basically about a guy who's a, a lobbyist for the tobacco industry, um, and it's incredibly funny. It stars Aaron Her- Aaron uh, Eckhart, who was uh, Two Face. Oh, okay, all right. Um, but he has like a he has like he has these dinner meetings with uh it's like himself who's a lobbyist for the tobacco industry um a woman who's the lobbyist for um the alcohol industry and then i can't remember that guy's name uh who plays todd packer he's the um the lobbyist for the gun industry of course he is <laughs> Yeah, and like they just like they're like they're um, they only have like a couple of scenes together, but it's very very good stuff. I do recommend watching it. It's very good despite having Katie Holmes in it. Uh, is what I would say. I don't mind her so much. Yeah, she's just I just find her very bland. I um, preferred her in Batman yeah. that, uh, to Maggie Gyllenhaal. 
I was used to her, so I like preferred her more. Yeah, it was <laughs> weird kind of... when when you know when that opens up and you're like, wait, why did they recast her? Yeah, it, it seemed like a very unnecessary. Well, I suppose like around that time was she still the Tom Cruise compound? I think that so. Yeah, I think that, it would have been a money probably, issue. That that could have played into it as well. Yeah. Um, poor Katie. Uh, <laughs> free katie <laughs> i'm sure she is free now but you know well yeah but are you ever truly free yeah she still has the horror i'm sure she still has the dreams uh, yeah. we know. <laughs> she has the trauma <laughs> yeah no no we need to be sponsored you want to be sponsored by scientology yeah we'll take it <laughs> <laughs> I was out of scientology the send us money what are we talking about <laughs> um, um Talking about Katie Holmes somehow. Oh, um, I I know vo- like people who've been hired to do voice acting stuff for Scientology, and like I mean I hate repeating like secondhand information, but it sounds mm. so creepy the way they run things. Sponsor us if you like, but yeah. you know, send us yeah. money. Based on the stories I've heard, it it yeah. lives up to its reputation. Sixth level, uh, sixth level Scientologists are no deal. Um, I think <laughs> it seems fair. You know, There's levels. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like it's basically a pyramid scheme with religion attached. It's yeah, like- there's 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 so many different levels, and you only get to know like certain bits of information yeah. when you reach a certain level. And yeah, yeah. just watch the South Park episode. Like levels on it. in it's a video pretty- game. No, no, it's like um, I, uh, again, I was going. I don't know if either of you seen Community, but Pierce basically is a Scientologist, but they call it something else. Um, but yeah, like. Um, oh, God, yeah, that's or that in, back. it's a bit like you know, have you, you've watched Peep Show, right, Ken? Once when it was airing, and I cringed into oblivion, but <laughs> give me the reference <laughs> so, anyway. So, you haven't seen the episode where Jez joins the new wellness center? <laughs> I haven't seen that. Episode was it to either, impress but... a woman? No, it was so okay. So, spoiler alert, it's basically around the time where. Mark and Sophie are getting divorced and Jez and Sophie end up sleeping together because she's on like this mad thing where she wants to get pregnant by literally anyone. Um, and he feels, Oh, I did see the series. Yeah. Yeah. So he feels so guilty about the fact that he slept with Mark's ex-wife behind his back that he joins uh, the, the new wellness center, which is basically just Scientology. Unreal. <laughs> it's such a good episode that as well. Is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I've yet to see. How can yet- you watch Peep Show? I just feel terrible for them in well, particular, and the entire human race generally. Whenever I watch it, so that's the thing about it. Like Peep Show is everybody in it is absolute garbage. Like everybody in one way or another. And I don't know. Maybe it makes me a bit weird that when I watch it, it I feel better about myself. But it's basically like the English version of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," <laughs> where all the main characters are terrible. Yeah, you know, but not as annoying. The main characters I I find not as annoying in Peep Show as I do in It's It's Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like hard as it is to believe, I feel like the Peep Show characters are worse to each other. Oh, they are. They're awful to each other. But Mm. they they kind of it's a weird thing as well in that like they're horrible people, but they have so much personality that they grow on you. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's like I think that's one of those things where like depending that's like the, one of the great things about like comedy shows is that like depending on what your sense of humor is, 
different things will appeal to you and won't like mm -hmm. i always found like it's always sunny i just found that like the levels of cringe was just too much for me even though i love the 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 level of dark humor that was in the show yeah but the the cringiness just was too much for me to handle so it was like nah yeah see <laughs> for me like i couldn't i could never get into it's always sunny and i couldn't mm -hmm. pinpoint why because it, it like i like danny devito and charlie mm -hmm. day and all of those guys and i thought they were fun you know and then mm -hmm. i remember because like because Austin loves It's Always Sunny. So sometimes mm. he has it on in the background and he was watching an episode that didn't have D in it. So I think it was oh, the yeah. one where the, it was like Mac and Dennis moved to the suburbs or something. Um, so it's basically just them slowly going mad living in the suburbs. <laughs> and I remember, I like, I laughed my ass off. And then I realized it was like, it's cause she's not in it. Well, she's in it a little bit. Yeah, but, but she's in. She's not in enough of it for you to she, hate it. Yeah, she's not in enough of it. So I was like, oh, okay, it's, what's it's wrong her. with Dee? She's the one who has just, to suffer. Yeah, I just don't like her. I I don't know. Like her presence offends me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it. I just I find her so offensive that when she's on the show, I don't want to watch it. You clearly haven't seen her become an ostrich. No, I haven't. <laughs> oh. It's um, it's funny, actually, because I remember watching It's Always Sunny the first two years when it was airing on TV, and it starts out normal enough. Like, in the first series, they kind of don't let, like, underage people drink in the bar and that kind of stuff. And it definitely has an edge. But then, like, around series three, it just... I don't want to say full South Park, because South Park is, like, kind of respectful of its topics from time <laughs> to time. But it definitely just finds a cliff and throws itself off it repeatedly like in terms of like mm. yeah. the sheer cringe well, levels I, I mean I, I still say it I mean time, that in the most positive sense yeah I would still say that like even like even at the beginning of it it still had like the edge it had was a very sharp edge where like one of the episodes opens with a character with a character making everyone else think that he got raped by his gym teacher like oh that's <laughs> not okay yeah uh, and then it turns out that he was just really upset that the gym teacher didn't want to rape him. Um, <laughs> like, but he... isn't isn't there like there's a whole bunch of transphobic stuff as well? You know, where like one of the guys is dating a, yeah, a trans it's, woman. It's, and... it's, the, it's the same guy, and he's so conflicted about it because yeah. I wouldn't say it's transphobic because the the he's the butt of the joke, not the transgender person. Yeah, but isn't it um, it's something to do with the other people in it are trying to get him to break up with her because she's trans or something? Um, maybe I, I to be fair I didn't get that far so I just got as far as him like being conflicted and that was enough for me to go like I need to stop watching yes yeah. <laughs> yeah but actually you you've you segued into a very good kind of point on the way we sort of look at culture mm -hmm. in general which is sort mm -hmm. of like I just came up with like when they banned the German episode of Faulty Towers you kind yeah. of have to ask who is the butt of the joke here yeah. yeah and if you don't get it I'm not like I don't want to mean like it's the viewer's fault or whatever. But I do think that like context of a joke is important. Yeah. But again, it's a, is it punching up or punching down at the same time? Yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, it is the yes. it is, yeah, that's fair. It is too. the yeah. it is the fragile white man who's ultimately who's ultimately the person they're making fun of. Mm -hmm. You know? Like um and again, like at the end of the day, the the main characters are all terrible. So if they promote terrible things they can kind of get away with it because, because it. they're terrible and they shouldn't be something <laughs> yeah. to be aspired to. Yeah. Cause like, yes. I did, like towards the, but there are people like with Cartman 
who will think that it is worth aspiring to, but you can't really yeah, control that. Yeah, but then, but then you have things like you have things like Peep Show, where yes, all the characters are absolutely terrible people, yeah. but if someone comes along and they're being, you know, racist or whatever, they're like, oh no, that's not all right. Yeah, but that that's because like they're not like Peep Show is very much trying to make them seem like it's trying to normalize how terrible they are by kind of like going there's certain lines those guys won't cross whereas it's all yeah. sunny was going these guys have no lines to the point where like i remember seeing a thing where someone was alluded was uh was uh, suggesting that like one that dennis is a serial killer <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah and we I, don't I remember... know it, it, that that isn't true yeah i remember Crucially. seeing an, an episode where he was like offering to to you know for want of a better term he was basically offering to like rape somebody's wife mm. And I was like, it, and it went on, the, that bit went on for a while and like nobody in the show said anything. And I was like, they're not going to normalize this, are they? And then, But finally, someone at the end was like, please don't rape anybody. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. Well, would you, you know? expect anything, uh, anything less from the person who created the Dennis system? It's the Dennis yeah. system. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, basically, he created a system oh, no. for like... Um, on at five... On a five, on a five, we are on a five. <laughs> Basically, he had a he had a system for he had a system for how he terribly treated women is the short version of it. There are you can check it out on YouTube. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, it's a. Uh... But but can I allude to like an ingredient in it's always Sonny's success? Usually in a show like this, like as you reference this with Peep Show, Katie, you would mm. have one character who would point out this isn't cool. We've gone too mm. far. And in Peep Show, that's usually Mark, isn't it? Like for all his flaws, like it, no, it kind of it it they actually they all take turns. Well, they take turns then. But my my what I was alluding to is that in it's always sunny when you watch it, and especially when you binge it, there mm. is no character like that. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. all five of them think this is normal. Yeah, and you kind of depending on your temperament, you will go on that journey. Yeah. And you learn a lot about yourself by whether it's 10 it's minutes of, or 12 it's minutes. It's kind of like go, a lesson. In wait a minute. Just... Hang on. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's kind of like a lesson in how dangerous echo chambers are. That's like, a you... really good yes, point. That yeah. is a good way of putting it. Yeah. You know, like... And I think that is intentional on the creator's part. Right. And especially because like, I mean, the, um, like one of the things I'm aware of as well is that they, they had like a secondary character who basically could have been that voice of reason and then they corrupted him so badly he became ho a homeless junkie. The priest like, guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh God. You know, like... Yeah, but that, that, that's, that that's still haunts me. You know, like, I mean, even, you know, comparing it to other kind of like darker, raunchier kind of comedies like the likes of South Park, they always had like a voice of reason which would... You know, which started off being either Stan or Kyle, but eventually mm -hmm. just became Butters, uh, who is the bastion of all that is good and true in this world. <laughs> Unless he's <laughs> Professor Chaos. Unless he's Professor Chaos. Um, but, you know, like... Especially when he's Professor Chaos. <laughs> he thinks evil is. Yeah. So his idea mustard of... with ketchup. <laughs> changing, around, uh, changing orders around slightly. You Leaving know. the hose running. <laughs> like even even when <laughs> even in the episode where he becomes a pimp it's the most heartwarming <laughs> story of do you something. know what i am saying yeah yes i do know what you were saying <laughs> <laughs> i saw so, I, I saw a screenshot where someone had uh, someone had um 
had his whole spiel as a Tinder ad. <laughs> it's just a photo of Butters. Just saying, hey, do you want to earn some real effing money? It's so good. I hope that person got all the swipes. I hope so, too. Um, yeah. I, I really hope it wasn't a Photoshop as well. Uh, no, you actually, yeah, you get profiles like that on Tinder, and it's usually people who are so disillusioned with the app that they just go mental with it. Like, I remember I came across a profile, and it was Buffalo Bill. Oh, God. Like, it was, it was <laughs> Buffalo Bill. And the whole spiel was like, you know, I, I have a dog named Precious. She's my world and all this. I love, you know, uh, good skin. I hate dry skin. All this kind of thing. And I was would, like. Would you date me? I date me. Yeah, it was. It was and I was kind of I'd like. Swipe I, me. Yeah, I was like, I kind of want to swipe this just to see. But also I'm terrified of actually swiping, you know. <laughs> Yeah, fair. Oh man. I mean, really, it's I don't want to say it's your fault if something happens, but you know, yeah. there is ample amount of warning. Yeah, yeah. I, like we don't we don't want to victim blame, but people know should know what they're getting into. Yeah, well, like it, it's very much a case of like Look, dating. If it says don't feed the bears, man, yeah. you don't feed the bears. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's just like an indictment of like. Have we hit our Simpsons quota for this episode? We don't have a Simpsons quota anymore. We've we've broken the buffer. Okay, good to know. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) We're 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 basically like uh, the supply of donuts for Homer. (laughs) (laughs) So, you like donuts, eh? (laughs) I don't understand. Dara went mad in 10 references. Oh, oh my sweet Which Lord. Which is not here tonight. Yeah. May he rest. <laughs> yes, may he rest in yeah. the, in the truest rest. sense. Yeah. <laughs> See, just, no, just a disclaimer, on a, on a, everybody. Dara yeah. is still alive. Yeah. He's just but resting. On, yeah. On a, on a serious <laughs> note, Dara, please get some sleep. Yeah. For the love of God. I know it's five o'clock on a Saturday, but for the <laughs> love of God, get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you haven't slept by now, we'll know. Yeah. We because know. we're talking from the past. Yeah. <laughs> also, shout out to our two resident Japanese uh, experts who couldn't be here today. <laughs> yes. Neither of which are in Japan, by the way. They just Nor are they Japanese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our cultural ambassadors to Japan. Yeah, well, I think that's just the culture, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We're a very diverse So, well done, here. guys. That was a fantastic yeah. amount of nothing we spoke in that hour. It, it really was. I'm very pleased with it. I think it's the best nothing hour we've produced so, thus far. Well, d- um, don't blame us, though. Blame the news that came out this week, which was yeah. all very awful, and we, j- we were just having none of it. Yeah. And you know, like we could have, yeah. we, we could you have, know, done we could have talked about the MCU with this big news this week, and we instead it's always sunny all the way. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, but like you don't need me going on another news. Not here, yeah. but like you don't need me going on another yeah. WandaVision rant. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like we could have. That's like, true. We we, we, we need to pace those certainly. Again. Um, we could have just done like another 
going through uh, episode retrospective on season eight, which we still haven't finished. Um, <laughs> I feel at this point. I All right, guys, going to have to stop you there. Um, if you've enjoyed the show and want to get the rest of it, go over to nerdsnowmedia.com right now, where you can find links to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. We are there. We're waiting for you guys to join us. Of course, if you're checking us out on Phoenix 92.5 FM, thank you so much. We do appreciate it. But come over and hang out with us live every Wednesday where we take the show on YouTube. We have our live chat there. We're waiting to hear from you. Again, thank you very much. Uh, If you're listening to us on our stream or on Spotify, hang on, guys. We'll be back after this short break. But from everyone here on Nerdfino Media, we'll see you after this break. Or on Phoenix 92.5 FM, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Check out the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. Welcome to Overtime here on Nerd to Know Media. Uh, episode retrospect- retrospective on season eight, which we still haven't finished. Um, I-, I feel at this point I would have to go back and watch it again yeah. just to do a retrospective. We're, we're, yeah, we're we're hey, we this uh, Simpsons reference barrel is getting a bit low. Open up the yeah. MCU barrel <laughs> next to the Star Wars barrel, <laughs> next to the South Park barrel, next to the Family Guy barrel. <laughs> we run our podcast on a barrel system. I don't know what system you else, what other guys use, but here we are. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's not the dentist system, we're happy. We so. we run it on a barrel system and we're always <laughs> scraping the bottom. Yep. Unless it's it. Simpsons references and then we're just constantly replenishing it. It never ends. The the Simpsons. Well references. Lisa needs those braces. She does, you know, for the dental plan. You know. <laughs> for the dental plan. Dental plan. <laughs> Lisa needs braces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i i honestly have massive respect for anyone who actually listens to this show <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how you do it's it. like it's always sunny it there is a, a degree of fortitude yeah especially when we have like an actual relevant topic in our banner headline if you're watching on spotify and instead you have to wade through 50 <laughs> minutes of the this one book that dara read about star wars like 15 oh, years ago yeah I'm no better, but he's not here, so I'm punching downwards. Well, I mean, even we need filler episodes, right? Yeah. It's, but like, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like we're doing filler episodes in the same way Dragon Ball Z did filler episodes, rather than how like Netflix did filler episodes. So, you know. Well, I mean, the filler ones were the best in Dragon Ball Z. I mean, that's how you get like Egyptian cat gods and things. That's no. the joke. <laughs> 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 I will hear no nothing bad about the Egyptian cat gods. Um, oh, I mean nothing bad. I'm saying that without filler, we wouldn't have them. We also wouldn't have Excalibur from Soul Eater. <sighs> Excalibur. No oh, excellent stuff. So anyway, I think that probably will <laughs> do for time. Uh, damn lion, you know it. <laughs> 
Anywho, said the Annie Owl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. What are we gonna do when news starts happening again? Uh, panic. Yeah. Panic. <laughs> We're gonna be like, what, oh, every Dara, hold my hand. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be so hard to cover the news when the news comes back. We have so much BS to cover from our own, from the the recesses of our brain. Yeah. You know? To be fair, in our Christmas episode, I did try and steer us to the Marvel things, and we ended up talking about like secondary school science and like loads of weird random. Oh stuff. yeah, Mister Magnesium in the corner here. That's it. That, yeah, that, that'll teach you to try and stay on top of you. That'll teach you to try and be relevant with the. Kids. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> There's going to be no buckler. The war is over. No buck learning around these parts. That's <laughs> that's a fact. Oh, good times. Good no, it's not. <laughs> no precious oh my memories God. then for Christmas. <laughs> oh Lord. So yeah. Anyway. So would you recommend the Expanse just to get back to what we were talking <laughs> um, about? Yeah, wholeheartedly <laughs> in every sh- shape and form. Watch the show, read the books, do all that stuff. Hey, Expanse, uh, give us money. Yeah, yeah. Amazon Prime, money. <laughs> Brave Browser, You're probably money. done by now, but you know, yeah. I'm sure you got money. Yeah. Streaming Lots is forever. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, there's only like one season left of that show anyway, so get it while you can because it won't be here for... It'll only be up on streaming forever. Yeah. It'll only be up on Amazon. I find weird culturally now. That's not always a given though. I mean, Netflix takes shows down all the time. Yeah. Does it? Yeah, all the time. Um, Well, like... Shows they they own though. Yeah, well, even shows they don't own as well. Like, they, they have this weird thing of kind of... And sometimes they'll take a show down and then a few years later they put it back up. It's it's really odd. Well, for stuff they don't own, so that's kind of artificial of originality, like yeah. Well, no, for yeah. like sh- for shows they don't own, that's just licensing, um, because it's probably going to another streaming service. But mm. for the uh, I don't know if yeah. they do it with their own. Yeah, stuff. isn't isn't Disney Plus getting another streaming service now? Did I read that? Yeah, yeah, Star, yeah. like yeah. Star or something. It's gonna like be basically all the Fox stuff. Yeah, it's it's it it's basically like eighteen plus. So basically. It's the uh, end. Okay. I was wondering how they're going to get around so, that with yeah, Deadpool and well, everything. I mean, I remember hearing the ad on the radio or something, and it was mm. like, you know, Disney 18 plus, and I was like, oh, Disney's getting porns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only our they, listeners yeah. at 5 p.m. 5 o'clock. <laughs> 5 o'clock. Only our listeners at 5, uh, 5 o'clock. I feel so like the designated driver in this show. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be driving the bus. We're going straight uh, off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, straight towards Smutsville. Uh, you just edit me out of the whole sunny. episode. It's fine. <laughs> oh, good luck to you, Dara. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dara. Yeah. You thought you were Never getting sleep? Never let me drive again. <sighs> now we know. And knowing's <laughs> half the battle. <laughs> well since we're talking about nothing Katie do yeah. you want to plug your business yeah. <laughs> how dare you <laughs> hey we've, we've covered all the nothing do you want to talk about something I mean why not if like I mean 
so far Audible hasn't sponsored us, so we might as well support ourselves. Since we're talking about things that don't matter, hey Katie, how's your new business going? <laughs> to, fi- to finally talk about something that does matter? Look, it's all uphill from here. I've yeah. given you a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that free advertising. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor um, the show, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you all t-shirts. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, Acutely Morbid is still happening. Um, I just put up a big dice drop this week. So, unfortunately, we are talking from back in time. So, if there's none left, by five o'clock Saturday. I apologize, but I will be making more. Um, but that's still happening. So you can follow that on Facebook and Instagram at Acutely Morbid. And Acutely is spelt with two C's because I can't spell. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so what's going on with you guys? Wonderful. <laughs> Childcare is going Clearly on. Clearly not so. ever again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, like child car. What kind of stuff can we find it acutely morbid? What kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, so it's a mix of everything. It's like jewelry, trinkets, dice, boxes, arty stuff, uh, costumey stuff is coming, and also I have a Teespring as well. But that you can get all of that on the website, which is acutelymorbid.shop. Oh. So yeah, buy my okay, stuff, please. Give me, nice. give, give me money. <laughs> shop small, <laughs> shop local, support artists. All that good stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah. So, King, do you have anything to plug for yourself? Uh, no, <laughs> not at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, just keep checking out my one division write-ups. Uh, the like, the, I notice other people at Geek Island are also getting in on the conspiracy game. So, like, <laughs> if you've got a theory or want to hear a theory, there's plenty up there. I didn't talk about it this week because I know it kind of dominated last week. But yeah, that's where you can find my stuff currently. And thank you in advance for checking it out. Awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, I have nothing myself um, because when I'm not doing childcare, I am working on D and D projects for for my uh, group, so it hasn't left a huge amount of time to do anything else. Um, because unfortunately, a lot of the D and D stuff I do now has a lot of homebrew, which is super fun but super time consuming. So, yeah, hooray for hobbies! It is. It's great Woo! to have hobbies. It's nice to spend time with friends, um, even if it is over a Zoom screen. But yeah, yeah that's, a, that. That, that's a surprisingly wholesome note to wrap on. Yeah, considering where we've been this week, that's kind of my brand. Surprisingly wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> See, acutely morbid and surprisingly wholesome together at last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet lord! Um, yeah. So look, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Nerd to know, nerd to know basis. Nerd to, yeah, nerd to know media dot com. Uh, there's the YouTubes and the, the the Twitches and all that. The streaming, the streaming stuff. You can you can listen to us there. Uh, Spotify, that's one. Uh, <laughs> all the stuff Dara runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, we all we all say we're going to help, but we but you know, we we we, we do our best, which <laughs> might not be much. Uh, <laughs> 
But, yeah, uh, you don't want to like find out what your best is. That's kind of a worrying journey. Yeah, it's the, it, that's the Dylan Moran thing, isn't it? He said, like, you know, it's like don't reach your potential. It's scary. You'll mess it up. Leave yeah, it. You'll mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aim yeah. low, and yeah. you'll never be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. You know. Um, See, that know, sounds acutely morbid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm on brand. Yeah. Well, there's like, you know, the, like, um, there's the, the, optim- the optimist view of things is like, you know, shoot for the moon and you'll land among the stars. The pessimist says, shoot for the moon and you die in the vacuum of space. So, like, well, you've watched The Expanse, you'd know. Yeah. You know, well, it's also like, you know, science tell- says that too. <laughs> like, it's not just like in a fictional space that that's true. Science. Um, <laughs> I mean, if science says it, it must be true. <laughs> you would think so. You would hope so. You know, but I mean, if science gets something wrong, that just changes its mind. So that that's good, at least. I'm just <laughs> picturing that crash dummy in the lab coat that just says sconce. Yeah. Oh, we've got <laughs> you know, that. Have you seen our, like, kind of, Dara did a really good, like, um, image thing for our YouTube video for our uh, GameStop stonks episode. Oh yeah. oh yeah stonks is that yeah. still going by the way is that story so running um, i haven't been able to check in i think it's still going but it's not in the headlines anymore yeah like it, okay i mean like when we covered it last get uh gamestop was uh, over the 300 um was over the 300 uh dollar mark now it's over the 50 dollar mark so it has dropped quite a yeah. bit but i don't um, think you can even get game stop stocks anymore so people are moving on to other companies well yeah so like the oh the, the like thing, who um, oh I, I can't think off the top of my head uh amc was one for AMC, a while yeah nokia was one for a while um, it still exists it do- yeah mm-hmm. it does yeah um the, i've been plug like, us nokia yeah like the the thing was that like there was a bunch of uh platforms like uh, trading 212 and uh robin hood which is what a lot of like the people who bought game stock uh stocks were you were buying on mm-hmm. and then the, those uh platforms then just stopped allowing you to buy those uh stocks and then they've been basically doing the same thing for every other kind of um i guess what you call it a nostalgia property um so like I, I, as soon as they hit a certain threshold, they go like, no, you can't buy any more of this. And then that's that, you know, which is, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit weird. Um, it's very elitist. Well, well it's disingenuous. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, both, it, it's both those things. Like, I mean, it, it really like uh, lends credence to the, to a, to a great Twitter exchange where it was like, uh, what's trashy for a poor person to do and, but totally okay for a rich yeah. person to do. And someone said, manipulate the stock market. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'd be probably don't have enough time to get into it again, but like, yeah, it has been revealing how there are kind of gatekeepers in yeah. organizations like yeah. this, you know, but it's built on the myth that like, no, anyone can do it, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyone saying, can do it if they're rich. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it, you know, if you want to do it, you have to work for a rich person, is basically the way they want, the way that, like. I mean, you can't get rich unless you're rich, right? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. What do you, you think? Know, you're crazy? Yeah. What are you stupid? You know. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, you know, I mean, this is like, I mean, this isn't something people should be too shocked about. It's basically 
I mean, the, like this is this is like a thing that has happened historically with anything where someone someone has had the uh, someone has accrued wealth doing something, and then someone else tries to do it, and then they just go, no, 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 you can't do it for arbitrary reason, whatever. That's like a story that's gone on since the dawn of time. So shouldn't be like it does make it okay, but you shouldn't be shocked to hear it when it happens because this isn't the first time it's happened and it won't be the last. Um, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be very interesting to see how many more times people find ways to screw around with the markets now that they know they can totally do it and it's not that. Well, hard. Bear in mind, everyone is bored. Yeah. That could be a surprising incentive. Well, everyone is bored, but also angry. Yes, <laughs> it's a dangerous. It's a dangerous time to kind of pour to pour uh, fuel on the fire. Yeah, and it like you know, um, at the moment, like at the moment, they they have, uh, they have camped things down, and I think, you know, um, it's only gonna be a matter of time before they do it again to another to another company but like because it's kind of like this is the way that like this is the way things kind of go especially because like finances moves way more into uh, financial technology side of things it's going to happen more and more like you know um companies for for a while were super super concerned with ransomware they're but as stories of ransomware have decreased they're less and less concerned about it so it's only going to just take someone picking the right time to deploy ransomware again before people go, oh my god, we have to pay attention to ransomware again. You know, but it's going to be it. this is just kind of the way that like you know, I don't even want to say it's criminal activity at this point, it's like just like the activity of like getting vulnerability, of uh, exploiting vulnerabilities from people. It's only like they, they go in peaks and troughs and you know, someone finds a clever way to deal with it and then it gets like patched or fixed or whatever and then someone finds another clever way to screw with it again just a function of life at this point really well thank god you're here to explain it to me because like i mean i've seen so like so many people bring emotion to this story that it kind of becomes hard to deconstruct you know especially in terms of the ramifications yeah, well, like, I mean, the, like the the emotion behind it is understandable, you know. Like people are annoyed for a lot of different reasons, you know. And, oh yeah, of course. And like, you know, like I, could, it's one of those things where like I can get, I can absolutely understand why, you know, someone who's been doing who's been doing market trades for, you know, fifty, sixty years is really annoyed by what's happening because like it's basically. You know, like it would be the equivalent to, um, to an to amateur players of rugby s- affecting the score in a Six Nations match. It just shouldn't happen, but it did. You know, mm. um, so I can understand. I can get why they will be angry. I would still kind of go like, well, you know, it is public money. It's publicly traded companies. People should be able to do whatever they want with their money and especially especially i think one of the things that's really interesting as well is that like in the states they've basically already said that money is speech so if you're preventing people from investing companies that they you know like no one talks about motive 
about like no one says well like if someone's like ironically investing in money it's like it shows up the same way as intentionally investing in something does there's no there's no marker for intention so how can they prove that someone ironically are cynically invested in gamestop they could have just gone well i believe in this now for why well the market said i should believe in it so i did like that shows up the same as someone going i'm going to screw over this investment banker like you know it they show up the same like you can't prove a negative like it's you know you can't prove an, a negative intention in that way unless you can get screenshots or something but, yeah and i mean it's the same with anything what? like if there's a system in place somebody is going to take advantage of it and you can't totally. punish everyone for the actions of a few but even if, even if you can prove that like they're like you know like even if you can prove that like there was a significant amount of people like i mean you know if you said that like 100 percent of people who voted who bought gamestop shares did this cynically it's like cool can you prove that though because like even if there's like and i would say like yeah the percentage is probably very high of people who did it cynically but you have to prove that like that's not just something you can kind of if you go like sure well this came from reddit it's like cool how many people how many people can you prove have reddit accounts well we can't because privacy reasons. But then you can't prove dick is basically what that comes to you know like and you know especially because like america does believe that like spending money is speech it's basically it's basically going against freedom of speech laws which is also super interesting hmm. um, yeah and surely because i only have a surface level understanding but surely gambling kind of against gamestop failing is in and of itself cynical in a different way do you know what i mean i mean yeah they 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 don't see it that way it's kind of like i mean well of like, course they wouldn't but... yeah but like um you know like they would they like they would see they would see it as like being like a function of um trying to keep the market regulated like getting it regulated with only like active um active active uh companies being present in the market so that you wouldn't have these companies that are slowly dying this is a way to quickly kill them capitalism this isn't even capitalism though this is just like the way that this is just the way that like the western world has implemented capitalism you know like and we could absolutely have a version of capitalism where this isn't allowed to happen you know um it's just that we have a version of capitalism where it totally is allowed to happen hmm. you know um because like they're they're basically saying like well we're making things better for the market because instead of a company slowly dying we're killing it and it's like okay well but businesses aren't you know like uh, aren't inju- aren't injured uh, racehorses or you know something where you can argue it's more of a humane thing to do what you're really doing is putting hundreds if not million if if you're, uh, what you're doing is putting hundreds of millions of people out of work because you want to make money and you can say it's for the all for the good of the market and i would say well yeah but the market isn't paying rent to these people so mm-hmm. you know also and- the market is like you're getting into kind of abstract theoreticals and things the, like the, you know like i'm too. reading a book on i mean like for, i'm reading a book on like the history of like uh the way kind of 
countries like worths as measured and like this was kind of basically brought in kind of post second world war as a way of kind of just measuring where countries were in the fallout of you know war and we're still using it and it's kind of manipulated it into its own thing yep where it's like now we're we're perceiving value that doesn't actually exist and all that kind of stuff like yeah well this is also something that has like on the scale that we're doing it it's never been done before but like this kind of valuation of stuff has happened before um it's just like um but we're just doing it at like a hyper technocratic level now but i mean like like from an anthropo- anthropological perspective like there's plenty of examples of like places going well you know we value your cows at this much um so we'll give you 14 chickens because we think our 14 chickens are better are are equal value to your three cows you know like um and that's like an obviously arbitrary way of looking at it but they're kind of going well you know your company your country or your company is doing x so we think that y is worth as much you know we'll buy this amount of dollars for like i mean the you know like i mean money at this point has gotten to a point where like everyone has pretty much said like it's not real it's like yeah but like money has almost never been real like I mean, even, like even from a historical perspective, I mean, uh, the most reliable forms of it have always been, um, have always been backed against a standard. But that's you know, um, but that's not something we're doing. But this isn't even the first time that we're seeing that we've. That this isn't even the first time that we we're using a system where, um, where like there's a, a level of arbitration in how in how. Uh, the value of like you know from currency x to currency y is valued change it's one of these things that's happened several several times and usually gets corrected out because the main reason why it exists is to get is to get a is to to de-escalate violence because you know it's very easy to do bartering with your friend it's super hard to barter with your enemy you know and that's ultimately where it comes down to Oh wow, uh, this took a turn from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of uh, David Graeber, who's a great anthropologist um, and also an anarchist, by the way. <laughs> David Graeber. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> just yeah. like, just like, pop that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Dave. You're a good man. <laughs> I know you don't have much money, but that's fine. Just come on the show. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God. but we should, for Dara's sake, we should probably wrap things up. We, we should, yeah. I'm just, like, <laughs> this is probably like a bonus section, I think. Um, yeah. This, you know, is, this is for YouTube. Yeah. Possibly just for Dara. You know, so <laughs> hi, Dara. You're, you know, you're our number one fan. <laughs> if this if this doesn't make it to the cut, I'm totally fine with that. Um, and if well, you're listening, and if you're listening at home, you can contact us. By the way, we do yeah. love getting messages from people yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like, Absolutely. please let us know what you want us to talk about based yeah. on this episode. Yeah, feedback not- is important. <laughs> and nothing else, just this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I mean, Long it does affect us. Like, I mean, usually we'd have at least three anime shows talked about by now. Yeah. 
Uh, but I mean, like we just jump for helicopter, helicopter on episodes like this. So what are yeah. you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, they end up being the most fun for what it's worth. Yeah, I find that like it's like, like the best combinations are either when you're super tired or slightly sauced. You know, help you. Well, there's two kind of dads of young kids here, and uh, I don't know what you're. Well, I suppose you're <sighs> running a business, Katie, so. <sighs> You can yeah. feel the energy mm. off that. <laughs> Running a business and an undiagnosed illness. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> undiagnosed illnesses are the best. They are, aren't they? Yeah. They're so much fun. That's, see, that's the Dylan Moran potential. It's, it's the, you know, it's the it's the question of what is it that, yeah. that, that keeps you going. <laughs> <laughs> Will I find out today? Tune in mm. next week. Yeah. <laughs> Will you find out ever? Tune in um, always. Don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, not that I am comparing, mm. you know, starting a business to raising a child, but yeah. I think we are all quite tired this week. Yeah. 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 Well, they and require constant shows. attention and cost money ultimately. So they do. And if you don't feed them, they die. There yeah. you go. <laughs> but that's true for everyone. Both involve lots know. of arts and crafts. Yeah. Uh, creative thinking yes there you go yeah mm-hmm. crying lots of crying lots of oh crying. so much crying weird yeah. sleep patterns yeah yeah, yeah. so that'll do for, do it for most of the guys uh, we almost before we started going into this we were almost ending on a bright note yeah I had no, to bring that, up that, was, that was about four endings ago i think yeah um, <laughs> Derek can just pick be his those... favorite ending yeah, at this yeah, point yeah this is going to be a choose your way episode we're, gonna, we're not sure quite how spotify is going to figure it out yeah. but you know i'm Basically, sure dara knows how to do that what we've done here is we've done the lord of the rings return of the king of podcast endings <laughs> <laughs> with every ending <laughs> like but from 20 minutes it's like god it's still ending wow yeah. oh we're on to yeah. GameStop now yeah. <laughs> the best thing are is the, it's, it's gonna, always gonna, are the gang break bringing down wall street what's happening yeah the the best thing is that he's gonna have like he's gonna have the vi- he's gonna have the file in front of him so he's gonna go oh my god this is so long and he's gonna get about he's gonna get about an hour <laughs> into it and see that we're trying to wrap up the show he's gonna go what <laughs> happens here we didn't have dara just <laughs> you know yelling stop because he does yeah. that he's just like okay we're gonna cut it no, here he doesn't he does he, he, do, he does he does say okay so we're gonna finish up on phoenix now so join us for oh this that's bonus true thing. yeah but, okay that is true yeah but no that, that, that didn't happen here. that was yeah. my fault though i asked us to start late from yeah no but that, that's that's fine that's fine yeah but i think it's it's me driving the bus as well and i'm not stern enough to be like okay that's enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 also that you know like driving the bus it, it you know you have to stop it at some point <laughs> oh you putting you putting this on Kate here you, yeah. oh it's, it's my job to stop this <laughs> well when you're driving the bus it typically is the, your job to stop it but you know I think we've all been kind of um like I think it's fair to say that like you know I stuck a wa- watermelon underneath it like Ralph Reagan t- tends to do. It burns, I can't see. Yeah. Then Kane tried to drive the bus and then I got another watermelon stuck. And then... My eyes, I'm not supposed to get watermelon in them. <laughs> and then I started driving the bus and then both of you got your revenge by putting watermelon and then here we are. All right, all right. Well then well then I'm going to stop it then. 
I'm yes. just, I, we're just going to stop. Okay. Yeah. So for all of you listening who have stayed with us for this long, yeah. thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nerd to Know Basis. Uh, join us again next week to see what wacky adventures we get into. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sure hope it's going to be as timely an episode as this one was. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't see us next week, it's because Dara cut us from the listing. Yeah. We had good hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut us. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be Dara and Thrawn from now on, and nothing else. <laughs> Those crazy kids, Dara and Thrawn. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening. Bye! Bye, bye. Until next time, hopefully. Come back. <laughs>